Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where the left and right come together for fundamental truths. AD on the radio. It is October 21st, 2015, also known as Back to the Future Day. You were standing on your toilet and you were hanging a clock and you fell and you hit your head on the sink. And that's when he came up with the idea for the flux capacitor. I gave you explicit instructions not to come here. Hey, Biff. Hey, guys. How are you doing? You got my homework finished, McFly? I've never seen purple underwear before. I'll be the most powerful man in Hill Valley. And I'm going to clean up this town. Good. You can start by sweeping the floor. Mr. Strickland. Do you remember you gave me detention last week? Last week. The school burned out six years ago. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Where are we? When are we? Wednesday, October 21st, 2015. Today is the day in the future that Doc and Marty McFly travel to and back to the future too. And you know what this means? This means that going forward, everything that happened in Back to the Future will be in the past. That'll blow your mind all over your face, right, Funkhauser? Dude, it's too weird. Too it's weird. a little... Little unsettling. I, do you feel like you're losing a precious piece of your childhood? No, I want my hoverboard. I think it's been long you, enough. You know, yeah. And have you seen? All right. Have, so have you seen the Kanye's the Lexus got the hoverboard? shoes? Yeah, I don't Kanye's have the... got the shoes. But have you seen the Lexus hoverboard? No. They have one. It is. Yeah. No. Like this thing exists, and the folks over at Lexus were the first people to come up with it. And here's the thing: the hoverboard. The hoverboard. While it exists, and they, they, they were definitely putting themselves under pressure to crank it out before the Back to the Future future became the past. It, it's this weird thing where it works on magnets, and if you use it, it, it works a lot like a hoverboard, but if you use it, you got to use it on the specific metal surface. So, you know, the idea of tooling around the streets in one of them, Marty McFly style, is not, you know, I call BS on it. It looks great. I would love to try it, but it's not. So, uh, anyways, it being Back to the Future Day... Um, let's you and I discuss what Back to the Future 2 got right and wrong. We are joined in the studio today by Shane Irish Guy, Hello. one of Ireland's premier broadcasters, who uh, had a little oopsie on the air, found himself <laughs> on a forced sabbatical, and is now here in Los Angeles doing uh, doing radio with us. So uh, try not to F it up here like you did back in your native Ireland. <laughs> okay, Shane? But uh, Back to the Future 2, or Back to the Future in general, this is, this is an important thing for you. And one might argue that the reason that you're here in Los Angeles is that you're on a bit of a back to the future pilgrimage is it not well it just so happened that the date happened to coincide with my trip really and that is mm. that is the absolute truth but uh, then i didn't realize that it was going to be as big as it is and it's just insane the one thing i was saying is that 
everybody seems to be doing the here's what Back to the Future got wrong and here's what Back to the Future got right. But it's all good. It's all good. We did so some- before we've even started the bit, before we've even started the bit, you're like, oh, that's uh, wildly under- unoriginal. Potato. <laughs> potato, potato. Um, yeah, well. Yeah, you know. thanks. It's, thanks no, for well, that. You know, it's, 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 it's good. It's, no, it's good no, to see. It's, it's good to see. Great having you on the sh- yeah, show, Shane. No we should do this less. Um, so <laughs> let's you and I discuss what I want to go. I want to go back to the future to prevent Shane from saying what he just said as we were setting up the bit. But today is October 21st. <laughs> uh, today is October 21st, 2015. The date in the future that Marty McFly and Doc Brown travel to and back to the future, too. So obviously. Everybody wants to know if that future matches up to the real deal. And the thing that the movie got right includes the following. Uh, big screen TVs and video conferencing. That, that was in the far off science fiction future when the movie came out back in the day. Um, news drones and hands-free video games and video glasses. Now, what do you think is painfully missing from our society? Uh, the, that um, The fruit thing that comes down from the ceiling? Fruit, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Pizza hydrator. Pizza hydrator thing. Mm-hmm. The pizza hydrator would be good. Yeah, that's true. Although, you know what I was talking to some friends about recently? Some, some gun nut friends that I have in Texas. You know, you can 3D print. <laughs> yeah. You can 3D print uh, a gun that shoots now with a 3D printer. Have you seen this? No. Well, you can't. And um, I was just like, if they're doing this, how far off can we be from 3D printing food? And it's not necessarily food food, but like some sort of textured vegetable protein or some sort of some sort of weird malleable food-like substance that can be shaped into different things yeah, that could be 3D printed and then just flavor injected into it. I guess tofu tastes like whatever you cook it with, right? And you've, have you, ever, you ever tried that uh, liquid smoke stuff, Funkhauser? Liquid smoke stuff? Yeah. I don't think so. What is that? It's, it comes in a little bottle like hot sauce or soy sauce or something like that, and you just sort of like, you sprinkle it over your food, and it makes it taste like it was cooked on a grill. Now, it's obviously not as good as a real thing, but it is uncanny how it, it makes things taste a certain way. And uh, you know those uh, bacon bits that you get on the vast majority of your salads, at the vast majority of salad bars around America? You know what those are? What are those? Those are soy flavored. Uh, th- those are bacon flavored soy chips, is what those what? are. So I'm thinking that 3D printing food is probably not that far off. So the rehydratable pizzas that you see in Back to the Future, I think that's closer than we think. That, that's my particular theory on it. What else are we missing? I don't know. You tell us. Well, there's uh, the flying cars. That would be obvious. And then the the um, the Holy Grail of Back to the Future. That would be the hoverboard, the self drying jacket. Your jacket is now dry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Self-drying jacket. Um, self-tying shoelaces, like the shoes with the self-tying laces. Although, did, Nike kind of teased that the other day. Did you see that? Yeah, and there's something. They did They, they did release something today. I, yeah. I, I, saw it on, I saw it on Twitter this morning that they have released yeah. something. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, I know one shoe friend of mine is very, very excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. For, for sneaker heads and super fans of yes. Back to the Future, this is the day, and um, it looks like Nike released a pair of uh, those power lacing sneakers modeled after the ones Marty wears in the film. Although I found the hoverboard to be, eh, I found the hoverboard to be kind of disappointing. So I got to see the shoes with the self tying laces and, and, and sort of like pass judgment on that one. As for the Cubs, as for the Cubs winning the World Series, now, is that gonna that's happen to or be not? determined. 
It's, it's to be determined. It's not looking good for the Cubs. But the fact that they predicted it nearly 30 years ago and it's a real possibility is a little freaking eerie, <laughs> even if it is a very remote possibility. And as it stands now, as it stands now, um, I don't know where you are when you're listening to this, and we'll talk about the glory that is postseason baseball in just a little bit, but I don't know where you are when you're listening to this. But as of right now, the Mets only need one more win to shut the Cubs out of the running. And, uh, man, you know, if we were going to lose to anyone, I'd be happy with – if my Mets were going to lose to anyone, I'd be happiest if they lost to the Cubs. It would suck. It would suck. Sorry, Canadian Jane, Funkhauser's girlfriend. <laughs> um, what about we, that team, Miami? Is that a we thing? Lost, if we lost to the Toronto Blue Jays. Like, look, the Cubs deserve a win. The the great thing about this postseason is a lot of uh, baseball fans that have had no reason to be happy for about a decade have reason to be happy now. But if we... uh... If we lost to the Cubs, that would be cool. I'd understand that. That'd be a certain amount of vindication, and it would fulfill the Back to the Future prophecy. But if we lose to the Toronto Blue Jays, oh, tell the, they're not even American. They're the one MLB team, in they're the one Canadian team in the entire Major League Baseball Association. They should get back to the great white frozen tundra known as Canada, listen to their Nickelback and Celine Dion records, and go back to doing sports that are indigenous to them, like that one where you sweep on ice. Today in the show, is the new Star Wars movie racist? Because some racists say that it is. Today is Back to the Future Day, and we play Back to the Future, true or false. The Mets are one game away from the World Series. Shane Irish Guy joins us and brings a classy spin to the news. And Funkhauser prevents me, AD, from taking a baseball bat to the studio computer in the postseason. Now, someone who everybody wants to punch in the face. A.D. on the radio. So, you know, given the date, it being Back to the Future Day, we should play a little Back to the Future True or False. A little game of Back to the Future trivia. Like, true Marty, or false. it sounds like a game. <laughs> True or false? Great Scott. True or false? Funkhauser and Shane. Mm-hmm. Rich Biff in Back to the Future 2, was he based on Donald Trump? We'll get into that uh, directly <laughs> after this. See what I did? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, called a tease because, you know, clearly the quality of the show today is not going to keep anybody listening. So we have to uh, we have to put people, we have to put it off till down the road. So true or false, Rich Biff in Back to the Future Part 2 was based on Trump. We'll get into it right after we discuss how uh, Donald Trump bailed on Jimmy Kimmel the other day. Did you catch this? Mm-hmm. You know, Donald Trump was supposed to be here tonight. Um, and now he's glad he didn't come, I guess. <laughs> last night, his people called late last night and canceled on us. They were a little bit, they were cryptic as to why he canceled. They said he has a, a major political commitment, but he did want me to relay the message to you that if he had been here, he would have been great. <laughs> I'm dying to find out what this major political commitment was. Usually it means he had to go on CNN and call someone an idiot or something, but why did he cancel? We told him there were cameras here, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Our Tuesday nights of the night, he volunteers down at the orphanage? 
But don't worry, tonight we're going to give everyone in the audience a uh, basketball dipped in cologne so you can ex fully experience what it would have been like had Kimmel also threw out the first pitch the other night at the Mets Cub uh, at the uh, the Met Cub game. Do we have any uh, New York Mets fans in the audience tonight? From Wrigley Field in Chicago, Game Three between the Mets and the Cubs. The Mets have not won a World Series since 1986. The Cubs haven't won since 1908. Two perennial losers. It's like <laughs> it's like Rocky fighting Seabiscuit. It is. Uh, Anyways, uh, shall we get the uh, a little appropriate Back to the Future trivia music going there, oh, yeah, Funkhauser? I'll that out a second here. I gotta go to the YouTube mm. thing. Yeah, so. uh, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. that's a good okay. uh, So, all right then. True or false? Biff's grandson in Back to the Future Part Two was named Griff. Eh? Anyone? True. Anyone? Shane true. Irish guy? True, 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 true. Mm. Yep. Thomas F. Wilson pay, played Biff and Griff and Old Biff in the movie. He played Keep all those characters. you too! <laughs> uh, if you look closely, the brand name on Marty's hoverboard is Mattel. True or false? Yeah, true. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can clearly see the Mattel logo. They tried selling replicas of it in 2012 for 120 bucks, but nobody bought them since they didn't actually hover. It's like, <laughs> that's yeah, you got some freaking nerve. It's just like, we've been waiting for our hoverboard for all these years, and you come up with a hoverboard replica that does nothing. I remember seeing that commercial. I was like, you can now buy a hoverboard. I was like, finally! And a couple years ahead of schedule, we have our hoverboards. I was like, you mean it just looks like it? It doesn't actually hover? That Oh, this is it's total, total BS. Total it's BS. Just, it's just a board. Mm. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. Let, let's uh, let's relive a, a magical moment through audio, shall we, Funkhauser? You can now. You found the Back to the Future music. You can pull it down while we check this out. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Stop, little girl, little girl. Stop. Look, I need to borrow your hoverboard. Where is he? Here. Ah, the moment where it floats. He tosses it on the ground and it floats. All of us just went, that could happen. That could happen in our lifetime. And you know what? It still holds up all these years later. It's one of the most exciting pieces of cinema you're ever going to see. All right, back to the the trivia. Make with the music, Funkhauser. True, false. Elizabeth Shue played Marty's girlfriend Jennifer in the first movie, but a different actress played her in the next two. Eh? Eh? True. True? False. Other way around. Yeah, yeah. An actress named Claudia Wells played her in the first movie, and Elizabeth Shue was in the two sequels. Elizabeth, unbelievable rack shoe. Just fantastic. And uh, she was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm a little while ago. She's, like, up for the part of George Costanza's ex-wife when they do the Seinfeld reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And clearly a little long in the tooth, but looks fantastic still. Like, really, really, yeah. And entirely, yeah, fap to the future with that. I mean, like, you know what she's done? You know what Elizabeth Shue has done? Elizabeth Shue has done this thing where she's managed to get older 
And I, I don't know. It doesn't look like she's had a butt ton of plastic surgery done. It doesn't look like she went out and bought herself a new head. And if she's had anything done, it's been subtle and it's been good. So you just she just looks like a more mature and in some ways even hotter version of the uh, the adventures in babysitting uh, chick that we all uh, paused and fapped to back in the days of VCRs. Go on. What, uh, more more music, please. True or false, when they go back to 1985 and everything's different, Marty reads a newspaper that says Richard Nixon is still president. Oh, interesting. Oh, think about that one. No, it's false. It has to be false. It must be Biff. (laughs) (laughs) I like where you're going with that, Funkhauser. I'm with with Shane. He's an encyclopedia of this, so I'm with his Uh answer. Mm, mm. It's true. It was an old paper from 1983, and the main headline is about Doc being sent to an insane asylum. But the other story under it says Nixon is seeking a fifth term, and the Vietnam (laughs) War is still going on. That's cool. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. So much for being an encyclopedia. Yeah. Fail. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, True or false? When they show up in the alternate version of 1985... Biff is a millionaire casino owner modeled on Donald Trump, and in real life, Donald Trump tries to sue, tried to sue Universal Pictures for basing the character on him without permission. Oh, I hope that's true. I hope it's true, too. Mm. Well, it's not. Oh. A lot of people think that the character was loosely based on Trump, and there are, of course, a few similarities, but as far as we know, he never tried to sue anyone over it. Although the lawsuit would have been what? What would it have Yoach. been? Huge! <laughs> Uh, how much time do we have left, Funkhouser? Like a minute. Mm. So in just a little bit, we're going to talk about how people think that the new Star Wars movie is racist. And we're also going to talk a little bit about why baseball and this postseason has been so amazingly awesome for everyone and the entire sport of baseball. Join the Monsters at Downtown Orlando's only free Halloween party at the Orchid Garden at Church Street Station. Monsterween, the Mad Hatter's Ball. No cover to get into this Halloween party. Fun starts at 8 o'clock. More details at realradio.fm. Back once again, AD on the radio. Love. Love is the most important thing in the world. But baseball is pretty good, too. Yogi Berra. How about you? I don't know where you're at with baseball at the moment, but as of right now, as we go live to do this, as we go live to do this, I don't know where you are and what time you're listening, but my New York Mets are one game away from the World Series. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. I don't know about you, but there's very few things, very few external things that can make me happy. There's very few external things that can make me happy. And hopefully, if you're going through your life 
in the right way, there's very few external things that can make you happy either. Happiness is something that you work for, that you fight for, that you achieve on a daily basis. Happiness is a mindset, and it is the end result of your tireless efforts to live a happy, fulfilling life. That life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness thing, it's up to us to pursue it most of the time. And there's very few things that can make you happy. But yesterday, yesterday I had a doozy of a day. Ever since I clawed my way to uh, middle management in corporate America, I realized that middle management is essentially code for babysitting adults. And uh, there are many skills that come into play when you are a manager at a company like the one I'm a manager at. But I got to say, the skill that I practice the most is restraint. And boy, was I practicing it yesterday. Boy, was I trying to figure out how to not tear someone's ever-loving head off. Just absolutely ridiculous, and I won't bore you with the details. But at the end of the day, what happened? The Mets won. The Mets won. And there I am alone in my studio, except for my dog, Millhouse, who is wondering why I'm screaming and yelling at the TV at the top of my freaking lungs. And what, what a great postseason it's been as well. What a fantastic postseason it's been as well. It's just, I've had chills all October, and it hasn't been because of the weather. It's been amazing. Look, the Houston Astros kept the New York Yankees out of the postseason. Why is that significant? Well, it's the New York Yankees, and it's the Houston Astros. I mean, look, this whole postseason between the Astros, the Cubs, and the Mets... These are uh, the people <laughs> uh, the people that are fans of these teams. We've had not a lot to be happy about over the past decade or so. So it really has been a fantastic October for the underdogs. Case in point, do you know that Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod of the Yankees, his salary, his salary is worth more than the entirety of the Houston Astros' salaries combined. And they kept the Yankees out of the postseason. It's a beautiful poetic justice to that. It's fantastic. And the two teams that are facing off now, by the way, if, uh, if my Mets lose to anyone, I would be happy, happiest. I don't think I'd ever be happy, but I would be happiest if they lost to the Chicago Cubs. Because that's a team that's needed something good, needed something to smile about for a long time. And you know what? Now they've got it. Now they've got it. But had the, uh, had the Mets not triumphed, the Cubs would be facing off against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Did you know that if you combine the salaries of the New York Mets and the Chicago Cubs, that figure, that figure of the combined salaries of the New York Mets and the Chicago Cubs is $60 million less than that of the roster of the Los Angeles Dollars. Two teams combined still $60 million less than the Los Angeles Dodgers salary. It's been a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic postseason for baseball. And it's funny because a lot of people have known me for a while. Like, I didn't know you were a Met fan. I didn't know. I was like, well, we've been friends for like five years or so. Yeah. Mets haven't been to the postseason in nine. So that's why you've never seen this side of me before. And I'll admit, I'll admit, I'm not, uh, I, I played baseball growing up. But watching baseball regular season on TV, or even when you go to the game, I'll agree with you. 
it is one of the sl- it's not like it, it's not like it's not like hockey it's not like soccer it's not like any of those games that are nonstop never ending continuous action in any way shape or form it's stop starty it's slow and uh i understand that people can find it a little tough to take i get that i really do but in the postseason, in the postseason, where absolutely everything counts, every last pitch, every last run, every last error, every last play, it's just fascinating. So much hangs in the balance. I can't get enough of it. It's agony and ecstasy the entire time, and it's just fantastic. And it's one of the few things, like I said, the few external things that can make me happy. And I suppose... Look, like I said, I'm not like the uh, I'm not like this traditional old school watch every regular season game, follow stats, know exactly what's going on with every single player type of fans. For me, it comes from something a little deeper, a little bit more visceral. When I was a kid, I grew up in England. My family moved to England when I was like seven years old. I had to uh, had to leave my beloved dog Wilfer. I had to go to a strange country, and not only that, not only that, happened around Halloween, and I got there, I was like, well, at least I get Halloween, at least I get candy. No, no, they don't trick-or-treat in England at this time. This is when it was still considered to be a pagan holiday. So, I got screwed out of delicious candy. I wound up in a cold, rainy, dreary country without my beloved dog, and the whole time I was there, my dad worked like crazy. He was, uh, he was doing what he was doing in the world of corporate oil law (laughs) and he was away like 200 days out of the year never never really saw him but when i did see him our connection was baseball going into the yard to play catch and my dad was my dad was like his high school baseball team star pitcher and i love baseball i love playing baseball i don't know if i was that good at it but when i started realizing that i had kind of an arm and i started being the pitcher on my little league team I lived for those moments with my father where we'd play catch. And especially after he realized that I had an arm and that I could pitch. And that maybe there was a chance I was going to follow in his footsteps. Those times where I was outside playing catch with my dad. And I started bringing the heat. (laughs) And he would call my mom. He would call my mom from outside of the house. Uh, Call my mom outside the house and be like, "Come, come and see what the boy can do. All right, fire it in there, son. And there I was. That was my connection with my father. That was my way to bond with him. That was my way to make him proud. Now, I don't want to paint my dad in such a light where it sounds like we didn't have other things. (laughs) When I announced that I was going to bail on a college scholarship and go off in a tour bus because I just got a record deal and try and be a rock star, he couldn't have been more proud or more excited or more supportive of everything that I've done and everything that I've done since. But at that time, there wasn't a lot of time with dad. And, well, baseball was something we could really connect on. Baseball was something we could really connect on. And like I said, no prouder moment in a kid's life than when your dad calls your mom out to see what you can do. You can fire it in there. I'll never forget really winging a couple in there at high speed and watching him dance and jump up because, like, I don't know, maybe it connected in the thin part of the catcher's mitt and he was in some pain, but he actually had to shake it off a couple of times. And I didn't want to actively hurt my father, but... The look of pride mixed with pain on his face as he realized that his kid could maybe pitch like he did back in high school was just something I'll never forget. That was my connection with my dad. And, well, if you wanted to watch baseball on TV in England, there weren't a whole lot of options because of the time difference. 
And you want to watch baseball games live. And, you know, I wasn't allowed to stay up, but I'll never forget being a child and being allowed to stay up for the 1986 World Series. And I was a kid, hadn't been to too many baseball games. <laughs> used to go see used to go see the Rochester Red Wings, where my family, uh, like my mom and dad, were from Rochester in upstate New York. We'd go watch the Rochester Red Wings, or as they were affectionately referred to by the people of Rochester, the Dead Wings. And I loved that. I loved that. I had a really good time with that. But my family was from New York. After Rochester, they were in New York City. And so I was a New York City kid. And my connection to my dad my being baseball and my connection to America, which I just had been ripped away from being baseball. When the New York Mets made it to the World Series, it was a big deal. The New York Mets made it to the World Series. It was a huge deal. And a lot of people look back at that series and regard it as the single greatest World Series of all time. And if it's not, well, that's conjecture, that's speculation. And it's up there. It's fantastic. But I'll never forget watching the Mets win the World Series in 1986 and me and my dad jumping around the house elated. I get (laughs) get goosebumps thinking about it right now. I get goosebumps thinking about it right now. And therein lies my connection to the great game of baseball. And that that (laughs) has been getting me through some times where eh, I'd just rather not be a participant in life (laughs) recently. Just, you know, everybody can just take a number and I'll deal with you later is how I feel. But it's amazing. It's amazing how ugh, I feel horrendous. I, I feel horrendous for the people that are losing. Like I, I went into that series with the Dodgers just hating the Dodgers and everything they stood for, especially after Chase Utley's dirty slide. But you know what? I couldn't I couldn't help it. I remember waiting for the final game of that series. I remember waiting for the final game of that series and there was no logic. There was no intelligence to it, but I was just sitting there reading the Wikipedia pages of the Dodgers and the Mets and looking for an answer to a question that I didn't even know I had. Trying to figure out something, trying to discern something, living my life on absolute pins and needles and you just can't help yourself. The Dodgers, I mean, look, they're this, to me, kind of bloated, overly moneyed franchise that, you know, when they do win, they win because they buy the best players. But watching Kershaw pitch is like watching an artist at work. And I wanted to hate this guy. I wanted to hate this guy because he was all that stood between my beloved Mets and advancement. Just this insane pitcher. And ah, you can't. You can't. One thing that happened with the series is that I kind of almost sort of begrudgingly became a little bit of a fan. A little bit of a fan of... A little bit of a fan of the Dodgers, specifically Kershaw, this guy, this kid from the wrong side of the tracks who pitches like you wouldn't believe, who's been married to the same woman for years. And when he's not being a baseball superstar, they're building orphanages for kids in Uganda. It's impossible not to love these guys. And I don't know. I don't know how you feel about football. I love the football season. It's good times. I enjoy it. It's fun. But to me, football is a game of chess played between two 50-year-old men. Everybody has more or less the same players on the board, the same pieces on the field. And it really is strategy. Strategy of how you're going to move your pawns, your rooks, your bishops across the football field in an attempt to win. That's kind of how I view football. You might view it differently. But to me, it's about that. But the sense of individual responsibility that each baseball player carries with them at all times 
the personal skill involved in what it is they do makes it not only a game that comes to fruition when a team performs well as a whole, but also requires on the will of the individual. Now, I don't know if you're able to get the same amount of joy out of this season, this postseason of baseball, but I want to tell you that I thank you so much for being part of my radio family and listening to me sound off about it. And out of superstition, (laughs) I don't know if we're going to be talking about it again for a little while. But like the great Yogi Berra said, love is the most important thing in the world. But baseball is pretty good, too. Uh, he also said that uh, baseball is a game that is 99% mental and the other half is physical. Thank you for hanging out. Where the left and right come together for fundamental truths. AD on the radio. Is your computer working, Funkhauser? Is that a thing? Yeah. Is it working for you? Yeah, really? Yeah. It's well, I mean, today is you. the last day of the, f- the future. After, after today, the future is the past, right? It's all over! Today is Back to the Future Day. Yeah, yeah, today is Back to the Future Day. Yep, it's, uh... Oh, come on, man! We've got glitches galore today. But luckily you know, we have an Irish person here with us to help why us. Would, uh, why, why, why would uh, a syndicated radio show that was broadcast out of a major market studio need a computer that could effing log in? I really, really feel like it would be excusable today, Funkhauser, to end somebody's life. Like, I think if I just, you know, walked outside the door, the first person I met, I left as a bloody stain on the floor, and then people walked into the studio to see what I've been dealing with here. I feel like people go, those are extenuating circumstances. We can probably get it reduced to a lesser manslaughter charge. I would, you know what, i do the same thing, too. God. Freaking insane. Hold on. I'm going to try one more time with this piece Just of be crap. careful because I am not in delay and I can't yeah, hit yeah, the no, beep no. button. I'll keep it clean. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, maybe I've been fired. Maybe it's just Oh, you can't log in? Well, that could be a thing. Uh, well, I was logged in and then the entire thing crashed like the useless brick that it is. We could call the emergency line. You want to do that? The reference account is currently locked out and might not be and may not. Really? Really? Can't blame it on Monday today, though. No, no. You know what? <clears throat> cool green forest. Serenity now! 
Um, let's uh, let's just get on with the show. I'll do the show off of my freaking phone today. How's that? Uh, is Shane there, ready to read the news now that I'm all happy, chipper, and ready to have a guest? Oh, yeah, still happy to be here. Oh, good. <laughs> still happy to be here. <laughs> Yay. How's how's your? Uh, uh, oh, by the way, if you're not familiar with his previous work, uh, this is Shane, the Irish guy, one of Ireland's premier broadcasters. He had a little oopsie on the air and has been on forced sabbatical from his radio job. So we get him here <laughs> every That's now exactly and then. Right. How has your stay in Los Angeles been? It has been fast. Uh, it's been it's been a, a week of heat and traveling and driving lots and. A very quick trip to San Francisco and and back again over the weekend, but uh, no, it's been right. great. Been great. Right, right, right. Oh well, I'm uh, I'm glad to hear this. Um, so let's, uh, <laughs> you're so happy for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm glad you're having such wonderful times on our fair shores. Sorry, I'm just trying to. Anyways, uh, let's do some news. Okay. So the first headline that we have is Star Wars fans, racist they are. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little later on in the show. There's uh, a <laughs> yeah, that's Wars what we're fans, calling today's show. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> no, 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 memo. we'll get into that so a little later on in the, the show. One, that's no, no, that's kind of a fascinating one. And uh, thank you for reminding me that that's what we're going to be talking about on the show today, Shane Irish guy, um, which is where you can follow me on, on Twitter, by the way, at Shane Irish guy. There's a there's a contingent of, as best I can tell, racist idiot Star Wars fans that are alleging that, well. The uh, that are alleging that the next edition of the Star Wars movies, uh, the next editions of the Star Wars movies that are coming out are racist and promote genocide. Um, we'll get into the whys and wherefores of this because it's a bit of a fascinating conundrum. We'll get into all of this in just a little bit. Right now, let, let's go. Uh, let's go on with the news. What is happening in the world, Shane? Miley Cyrus wants to do a nude concert with the flaming lips, where the audience gets sprayed by milk. Yeah, milk, milk, milk. milk. yeah. Mm. Yeah, what kind of milk? One. Me wonders. One percent. Sammy skimmed. Yeah. I mean, I guess like Miley Cyrus and the Flaming Lips have been working together off and on for a little bit, and uh, this is the plan to do a show with the Flaming Lips, where everyone's naked, you're naked as the audience. Uh, the Flaming Lips are naked, Miley Cyrus is naked, and everybody gets sprayed by milk. I think it sounds great. Except so for the parts about Miley Cyrus, nudity, and milk. She definitely no. won't be nervous because you know what, what, how they, they get people to think about pe- the audience being naked as a way of go- overcoming your fear. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe she, maybe it, could, it could catch on. You never know. Can I go to the yeah. concert naked? Uh, no, I think you're required. To, it's not uh, can you. You are required <laughs> you to. Oh, I see. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, like I said, sounds like a great idea, except for the parts about Miley Cyrus nudity and milk. Yes. Uh, go on. Justin Bieber may have trouble selling his album in Muslim countries. Right. Why is it? Because he's a girl? Well, Is no, it because of one of his tattoos? He, he's shirtless on the cover, um, and you can see his cross tattoo. And also, Muslims have musical standards, so there's that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> go on. Christy, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Picturing something. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I think we should do this. I think we should do this for Chrissy Teigen. Her and John Legend are having a baby. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend have successfully reproduced. They're having a baby. Wow. Whether it's a boy or a girl, one thing is for certain. It'll be I'll be jealous of it during feeding time. 
Oh, my God. Like, that's going to be one talented, good-looking baby. <laughs> like, it really is. John I'm Legend sure. is just a ridiculous, ridiculous talent. And Chrissy that, Teigen is notably, unbelievably easy on the eyes. Like, <laughs> that kid's gonna, this kid will have a bit of a head start in life. Yeah, and he's going to grow up hating everything else. Not up to my <laughs> standards. Uh, yeah. Nah, go on. In a recent interview, Tom Brady was asked to name the best thing about his wife, Giselle Bunchen. Do we have Do we have a choice of what he might have said, or <laughs> what could he? Ah, uh, well, Let's, can can we guess? I, I mean, based on his, uh, you, you might not be familiar with. Uh, do you, He's yeah. football. Do you, do you know what's happened with Tom Tom no, Brady and Deflate Gate? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I'm going to guess that his answer was. Ever since giving birth to their kids, her boobs are underinflated, just enough for him to get the perfect grip. <laughs> I see. <laughs> L- laugh along because you're not familiar with the case, Shane. One last piece of news. Uh, a Mexican restaurant in Brooklyn will give any customer who can eat a 30 pound burrito in an hour 10% ownership of the business. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, customer's going to have to decide if getting 10% of a restaurant is worth losing 100% of their colon. Funkhauser, I think I might be fired. My computer won't log in. It says, like, this account is locked. Hmm. My key fob weren't getting me into the building this morning, but that might be it. Yeah, I just I... tried to email you. Your name's none of the thing either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yes, yes, you better be steal all the pens today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it would be fitting, because, like, I, oh, I, I, I can't tell you... I can't tell you how and why it happened, but you know how I said that uh, practicing restraint when babysitting adults is the cornerstone of middle management mm-hmm. in corporate America? Yeah. I did not practice restraint yesterday. <laughs> like, I laid into someone, and they absolutely deserved it. But, <laughs> but it is a little telling that, uh, it is a little telling that I can't get into you my see, company log. Orlando, today. you see why we need to do shows five days a week? You see what happens? <laughs> Uh, let's continue with the news while I still, uh, <laughs> before I become the news after I leave the studio and lay waste to everything and everyone in my path. Doctors, Go on, Shane, Irish guy. Well, thank you, AD, American guy, <laughs> English guy. Uh, do- <laughs> Doctors have reported that Lamar Odom, who wait, was wait, found... Hold on, oh, hold on, hold on. Like, Shane, Irish guy's met me once before. Did you hear that laugh he did going into the news? That's officially a nervous laugh. He's like, ah, 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 ah. and now in the news. Okay, go on. Doctors have reported that Lamar Odom, who was found unconscious at a Nevada brothel, has now opened his eyes and he is making great progress. And is conscious mm. and communicating with Progress. People. Progress. Mm, yeah, yeah. Progress yeah, is progress. a middle name. Progress. Oh, God. Yeah. He, he's opened his eyes. He's back in Los Angeles, apparently. Mm. 
And, and judging by his choice of Kardashian, his <laughs> eyes had been closed for a long time. I don't understand. Yeah, he regained consciousness, immediately asked for a crack pipe after he saw he was surrounded by Kardashians. He was like, I'm going to need a hit off of this if I'm going to deal with... Okay, all right, go on. Uh, what else? Oh, here's more great news. Paris Hilton got stuck in an elevator in China. Yeah. Yeah, did you see that? There's actually, like, security camera footage of her being oh, stuck really? in this elevator in China. It, it's pretty It's pretty entertaining did stuff. Did she um, It's so hot mm. in here. It's so hot. I, you know, uh, I, 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 it was one of those things where I saw the headline, didn't click on it, because I was like, do I really need to spend time in my life reading uh, Paris Hilton <laughs> news? Probably not, if I'm trying to evolve and uh, do what's good for uh, the species. I, I don't want to be complicit in the retardation of our society, so I'm going to not read the Paris Hilton news. But I do know it's noteworthy, because, well, uh, Paris Hilton getting stuck in an elevator marks the first time she's ever had trouble going down. Hey. Oh. I would play that, but... <laughs> Uh, Chrissy Teigen won today. I'm sorry. Chrissy Teigen won today? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we only get one Karate Kid a show? Well, today. Today it what feels like What about when I'm in Fuego? Are you in Fuego like today? I, well, I, considering I this know. may be your last day, I guess we'll get Yeah, you. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for giving it you. <laughs> Please continue, Shane Irish guy. A coalition of Hispanic advocacy groups wants Donald Trump to be disallowed from appearing on SNL. Yeah. Huge. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> you know, I'm walking my dog the other day. I'm walking my dog the other day, and, uh, you know, sometimes you hear a little bit from the uh, the buildings around it in this little courtyard area where I take Millhouse for his daily spin. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Like eight thirty in the morning, the Trump, the uh, the Trump impersonation is really becoming part of the uh, of the societal zeitgeist at the moment. Because like I'm walking my dog Millhouse at about like eight fifteen in the morning, eight thirty in the morning, and I hear I hear coming from the windows of one of the buildings around it, uh, around it, the courtyard, someone going, "It's gonna be huge." <laughs> I was just like, I was like, sounds like someone's getting a little bit of uh, early morning hanky panky and uh, using that opportunity <laughs> to one. break off a Donald like if you have the presence of mind to uh <laughs> to do a funny Donald Trump impersonation while you are getting bobo honked on then I salute you and in my mind that's exactly what was happening it's gonna be huge yeah. go on two more schools have taken back Bill Cosby's honorary degrees yeah yeah still latest a doctor a, <laughs> uh, latest in a long line of humiliating disgraces for the cause, the latest humiliating disgrace and a long line of humiliating disgraces is getting pretty bad for Bill. It is <laughs> pretty it soon. Is. Pretty soon, when he hands a woman a drink, he won't be able to say, "Trust me, I'm a doctor." <laughs> pretty soon. If I had a if I had a computer that actually fired up, logged in, and worked, um, Funkhauser, I could play you the audio of Eddie Murphy doing his impersonation of Bill Cosby when he was accepting an award the other night. <laughs> did you Did you catch that? No, I saw it all over Facebook, but I didn't see it. Uh, there are curse words in it, Funkhauser. Uh-oh. While we continue with the news, can you uh, can you try and dig it up? Because there's there was a censored version. There, the there's a censored version. Uh, like, see if you uh, to Google you go to Google, um, and uh, we're we're gonna continue talking about uh, what's going on in the news. Well, Tom what Brady up, is back in the news again. Mm. He went on a rant about how we feed children crappy things like Coca Cola and Frosted Flakes. He called yeah. Coca Cola poison and said that Frosted Flakes aren't even food. Yeah. Well, sounds like somebody thinks he's so great and healthy just because he's a world-class athlete with four Super Bowl rings. And Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> guess he is. Uh, apparently, uh, he just feels like our kids are a little bit overinflated. Um, That's sad. Did you grow up eating junk food? Said he died, died of junk food, Shane, Irish guy? <laughs> uh, no, I, I just do that now. You just do that yeah, now? Yeah, I drink lots of Coca-Cola and uh-huh. uh, yeah, eat lots of chocolate, unfortunately. You know, here's the thing about mm-hmm. letting kids have that sort of stuff. Thanks to my hippie vegan parents and our upgrade, even before the mom decided veganism was the way to go, there was uh, no artificial color, no artificial flavor, no sugar, no chocolate. Mm-hmm. So it was like everybody oh. else was having, everyone else was eating delicious Kit Kat bars and things of that nature. And my mom was like, here, have some carob. I was like, not the same. <laughs> Ugh, it's just disgusting. Have some weird tasting chocolate substitute. That's, no, it, it was hideous and horrendous. And, you know, I, I just, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to have anything. And I think that's the absolute wrong way to go. You got to let kids have these things in moderation because here I am well into adulthood. Oh, by the way, I was rationed on television as well. So my upbringing involved no artificial color, no artificial flavor, no meat, no sugar, no chocolate, and one hour of television a week. No fun for you. Yeah, no fun for you. Did you grow up in Soviet Russia? (laughs) Uh, You know, might as well have in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, my mom wanted to raise a healthy kid that would grow up to be a healthy adult. And you know what? To this day, here I am, 35 freaking years old, and I still feel like a badass when I'm drinking a soda, eating Jolly Ranchers, and watching as much TV as I want to on a Saturday. I'm like, ha, I can do whatever I want now, Mom. So it had the exact opposite effect. And I get what Tom Brady is saying about you know Coca-Cola being poison and Frosted Flakes not necessarily having uh, any nutritional value whatsoever. But you got to be careful. You got to be careful how how you raise kids in terms of what you deny them because you never know what sort of and, and my sister is exactly the same way as well by the way like if we have if we have something put in front of us that was something that we weren't allowed to have growing up if we, my sister my sister was so determined to ingest sugar in any way, shape, or form she could when she was a kid. What she would do is she'd make a cup of tea, because we were allowed to have a cup of tea. Apparently, the uh, the restrictions did not extend to caffeine, which is probably the worst out of all those things for a growing child. It's like, yeah, I know. Have as much Thai food as you want. All the caffeine in the world. Let's let's mess up your sleep patterns and stunt your growth. That That's okay, but don't have this chocolate bar. So, like, my sister developed this system whereby... She would have a cup of tea, and then when my mom wasn't looking, she would go to, like, the, the area where all the baking stuff was kept. You know, the, there was, like, a little little container for flour and a little container for sugar. And, like, she would scoop sugar into her tea till it was, like, mostly tea, and then just sort of, like, with a spoon, eat the sugar under the camouflage of the tea. This is how desperate and clandestine our desire to have anything vaguely sweet got because of the little sort of sugar fiend monster crackhead mentality that we developed thanks to the denial she enforced upon us as children. So, and my sister's the same way to this day where, you know, both of us will talk about it. If we have junk food put in front of us, we have to shovel in our mouth as fast as we can because we don't know when we're going to be allowed to have it again because mom might be looking. And it makes no sense. And we're adults and we have our own lives and we have our own money and we have our own dietary restrictions that we place upon ourselves. But there's just this, our mom effed us up in this respect as a child. So as much as, you know, Coca-Cola and Frosted Flakes might not be the best thing for young minds, 
you got to be careful how strict you are with that sort of stuff. Because I would imagine, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady's kids grew up to be six foot by six foot of chocolate and acne, being like, words of Russian flags, Dad. You wear Ugg boots. You, you wear Ugg boots. And run. Uh, and they're a great quarterback, but I just live for chocolate. That's how Tom Brady's kids are going to grow up with those sort of restrictions placed on them. Because that was me when I was 18. Chocolate. That's what you sounded that like? voice, too? <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was, you know what, that's a, uh, that's as much air that could pass through my uh, <laughs> pass through my esophagus because the rest of it was crammed full of Jolly Rancher and Kit Kat bar. Go on. Um, oh, but where do you sorry, really I'm go lost, from there? I'm lost. I'm lost. Anyway, Bill Bill Belichick Belichick says <laughs> <laughs> says that he hasn't uh, been to spot a the grocery sports. store in yeah. years. I know what a grocery yeah. store is. What did you Bill say? Belichick. Say that again. Belly Bill Belichick Belichick Belichick, Belichick. yeah Belichick. Yeah, so yeah. I just I just googled him and I see that he's a football coach. Yes, there you go. And what does him not going to a grocery store have anything to do with anything? Well, it's interesting. You know, oh, you right, like okay. to know about the right. lives of people that have massive effects on pop culture. And I think the main reason that Bill Belichick doesn't go to grocery stores anymore is because well, they don't carry the fresh blood of puppies. <laughs> he's not a nice man. Go on. Uh... A trailer for the new Star Wars movie debuted Monday night during Monday Night Football on ESPN. This has many Star Wars fans asking questions like, will this be as good as the original trilogy? How much will we see Han Solo? And what is football? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Could not have been uh, broadcast (laughs) to a less appropriate crowd. All right. So let's uh, let's talk for a second, if we may. We literally uh, have a second. Uh, we literally have a second. Two minutes. Uh, there, yeah. Let's talk for a second, if we may, about. Uh... No, no, we can't. No, forget it. No, we, we can take we a break can't. and do it again in a couple yeah. minutes and do it the next yeah. time. Yeah, maybe, maybe the next time. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll discuss the fact that <laughs> there are there are white supremacists saying that. Star Wars is racist. The next edition of Star Wars is racist. Uh, uh, There's a hashtag on Twitter, hashtag boycott Star Wars 7, and they're saying that A, it's racist, and B, it promotes white genocide. Now, I love this because, well, uh, this is another sign that God hates racists. The the sale for the tickets to go see Star Wars 7 started the other night. And uh, the number of tickets, so their, their boycott's not doing a whole hell of a lot because their, their boycott's not doing a whole hell of a lot because, well, online sellers like Fandango were absolutely crashing uh, when, they, when the tickets to go see the next edition of Star Wars went on sale. Basically, the whole thing is this. These racist idiots, they started this hashtag, Boycott Star Wars 7, because they think Star Wars The Force Awakens is anti-white. And apparently because one of the main characters is black. One moron is saying that, like I said, it promotes white genocide. Now, what would Yoda say in this situation? Idiots you are. Reproduce. You should not. We might be back tomorrow. Who the hell knows around here? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.